Hello everybody, welcome to our channel. This is Stories from the Road with Spotter. I'm your first host, Tavi. I'm Patey, and we have a special guest, Ben Little. Uh, ben has a really interesting story. He started in trucking only three, four years ago? Uh, five years, yeah. Five, five years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Okay. And then his journey's been crazy. He had weeks where he was netting 10,000. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in the first few years, and then he had weeks where he was negative and broke <laughs> uh, and uh, Ben worse than broke yeah and Ben became an owner operator really quick less than one year's experience he became an owner operator um, and now Ben is running uh, a company with two trucks under him in this horrible market we're in so I thought his, I thought his journey was really interesting with uh, with all the ups and downs yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I guess if you dive into that a little bit, uh, when I first got into trucking, uh, the early part of uh, 2018, so uh, a little over five years now, um, I had no idea what I was getting into, to be honest, you know. Uh, I was coming off of uh, military orders uh, with the reserves, and uh, I wanted to do something. I wanted to get into something where I could kind of uh, be my own boss and... Uh, yeah, kind of got tired of having, uh, you know, to always answer to someone directly, if you will, right? So uh, I thought, let me get my CDL and dive into a truck. Did you see an ad that uh, you'll make a lot of money trucking for? No, I had, it was always in the back of my mind uh, because I had uh, family members who ah. drove trucks. So seeing one of these uh, trucks was always... Uh, uh, kind of like a reminder to me like hey, you can do this for money, you know, but I didn't know anything about the business of trucking uh, So, you know needless to say when I got into my first truck um, Yeah, it failed Almost right away uh, the, the very first time, you know, but you're, you're working for like a mega carrier So so uh, so I mean so I started out with Warner Okay. That was my first company, okay. uh, and, and that was a decent experience. They okay. had a nice program where I went to school, uh, and, and obviously because of being a veteran at the time, uh, I was able to earn a little money while going to learn to get my CDO. How, do you remember how many cents per mile they paid you? In the beginning, they paid 50 cents per mile. That's, yeah. that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> For no experience. 50 cents per mile. Paid 50. While I was in the truck with a trainer who pretty much did all the driving anyway. That's all and for work. That's <laughs> 2018, 50, that's crazy. Yeah, we, we were we were on a on an account where you had to unload the freight. Uh, that, now, that right. now it makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, but we also did get paid for every every trailer. Okay. So you you can make decent money, um, mm. as you know, as you know, all drivers. Uh, you have your first experience. You're touching freight, uh, so you want to stop touching freight. So uh, the only way I could think to do that was to get my own truck. I never even considered like calling companies and say, hey, do you have no touch freight? I just thought they all have touch freight. Mm -hmm. So I was like, let me get my own truck and figure something out. No idea what I was doing. <laughs> uh, I didn't know about the load boards. I didn't know how to even book a load. I just figured- I have so many questions, sorry. I'll just get a truck. Um, yeah. Warner, I thought, the, the driving school was free. No. Oh, you pay for driving? Always. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Because so, I... there are carriers, uh, notably CR England, uh -huh. 
they're the only ones that I know of where they will fly you in uh, out in Utah. Uh, you can, if you don't have any experience, they will actually help you get the license. And then you're stuck. And then you have to be with them for a certain amount of time, maybe okay. a year or That's two. What, I thought yeah. that was your deal. Yeah, Warner Warner wants you to have an idea, uh, have a CDL already. They want you to know the basics, okay. but they will still put you with a trainer, okay. and that's the same for most of those other major carriers. Okay. Yeah, CR England is just different, where they want you now and come now, and they'll give you like twenty five cents, thirty cents a mile, or whatever it was. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, in in, in my experience, um, you know, I I thought I knew it all because I knew how to drive a truck. So I figured, well, I can't fail, right? I have a license, I have ability, I have a truck, let's go. I, I, I signed on with that first company, and um, yeah, like I said, needless to say, it was a terrible experience. Uh, I was negative each of the first three weeks or so, uh, just because I was using a free load board, and I was probably booking loads. And I, and I, and I also made another mistake, I was trying to stay local, so, uh, you know, I learned all the lessons. I don't know. I'm interjecting. Yeah. What was your first truck? How much did you pay for it? It was a 2014 Volvo uh, VNL. And okay. uh, I actually didn't buy the truck. It was okay. a terrible agreement. I went to a company uh, in the South okay. to get a walkaway lease. <laughs> okay. I gave them $8,000. Damn. Uh, and then the truck was about 1200 a week. Mm. Oh, for a five-year-old truck? This for four-year-old, five-year-old. So 500,000 miles? Yeah, uh, about 400, 400 and some change. 8,000 down. The first, let's say, six months was about 1200 a week. That, that, was, that would have been the plan. And that's because you're paying off your IFTA, you're paying off uh, a deposit to the insurance. And, and this is when brand new trucks were 100 grand. So yeah. Yeah. So if you follow through with that, it's a one-year walkaway lease. If you follow through with that, you're 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 paying for the truck twice in a year, pretty much. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so fortunately for me, I, that truck only lasted uh, about five months. Um, so. Okay. But then you lost your eight grand. So. Well, of course. But I did make money. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. Okay. But, yeah. But in the in the, in the beginning of that initial investment, uh, and and then I was. I thought Did I. Did the people seem scammy? Were they like laughing at you? <laughs> I mean, like, no. So you said this is in Texas? No, Mississippi. So you flew to, you paid to fly to Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And then what, what are the dealers? It was like a dealership? What are the people like? Yeah, they're a dealership. Um, they seem like. Pretty nice folks, you know. They seem nice. Yeah, they, yeah they, they, pretty they, nice. Okay. I mean, they, they wouldn't even, you know, give me a free cup of coffee, but they were nice, mm. you know. But had they been that nice, no suspicion that they were gonna rob you. No, no. Wow. No, especially because other people had put their reviews. I read those reviews, and okay. uh, the only issue that anyone ever wrote was I broke down within a month, and blah blah blah. blah you know, okay. but, but I figured you can't blame them for the breakdown. So yeah. right. uh, I figured, hell, I'm jumping in. I tend to have decent luck, you know. Okay. Uh, but you get the equipment, you go get the equipment looked at, right? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I didn't worry about that part. Wow. No, but none of the reviews complained about money. Huh. So I figured out oh, this must be what everybody's doing. Here's the, <laughs> the 8,000. Wow. Yeah. 
True. Well, okay. Now you came from the reverse, I mean the reserve, sorry, and you mm -hmm. jumped into trucking and you said that you went through a lot, you made a lot of mistakes. So what was sort of your motivation to like keep persevering, to keep on like just trying, I'm gonna stick with trucking, I'm not gonna mm -hmm. go back to the reserves. Yeah. What what was that sort of mindset for you? Uh number one thing was uh not allowing the space for my family to tell me that I made the wrong choice. Uh, so I feel like I had the weight of uh, proving I made the right decision. Um, you know, my son was just born um, at the time I was getting my license, right? So now I'm a father of two and I'm thinking, man, uh, something, something's gotta pull through for me right now, you know? Um, doing the bare minimum was never my thing. I always worked too hard, you know? So I figured with my effort and an industry where I see other people clearly making money, it's gotta hit at some point, you know? But what I didn't realize, how much knowledge you need to actually be successful in this industry. You know, if the effort alone is nice, but um, that, that to me actually is the bare minimum, the effort as a driver, you know, that's, but you still need the knowledge and, and, build, and believe me, in the first two months, I think I learned enough about what not to do. Uh, for example, going somewhere, getting a truck, not knowing who you're gonna call for, not knowing how you're gonna get your loads, not knowing the cost of insurance. Um, I did, I literally didn't know anything about those things and gave these people my 8,000. So imagine I'm in Mississippi with a truck, no trailer, <laughs> and no company. Yeah. I did that. Mm, it's crazy. Yeah. It, it, it is crazy. So then you lease something. So I find a company. You yeah. said you booked cheap loads on Mudflap. So, no, not even. I don't no. think Mudflap existed yet. Okay. Uh, I was using. I uh, forget the name of the load board, but it's a free load board that still exists. Um, and uh, I downloaded that because I'm calling. So I, I sign on with the company and I, I take the drug test and I call them. I say, hey man, like, how do I get a trailer? So you know what they did? If you, you know, you know anything about, uh, well, of course you know about like getting a trailer. They booked me from Mississippi. Uh, I deadheaded to Mobile, Alabama for a, um, um, I guess you would call this. It wasn't. It wasn't a power only. Um, it, it was literally like an empty trailer move. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I could not load the trailer. Right. Yeah. It was a brand new trailer that I could not load. Okay. And it had to go to North Carolina. So I figured, okay, that's getting me closer to the time I was living in New York, right? So I'm like, okay, I'll get to North Carolina with this. Uh -huh. And this is. This just goes to show you how awful I was, like with my knowledge and understanding. I want to say from Mississippi to North Carolina, whatever that mileage is, um, I want to say that that was paying for that trailer move a thousand dollars, right? So again, me coming from military pay yeah. and you know a thousand other jobs that I had prior to that, hearing a thousand was like, oh, okay, that's, that sounds like a fair play, you know? How much were you making in the military? Uh, you know, if you break it down, uh, okay, the reserves has a lot of other incentives, right? If you're active, uh, you make enough money to sustain according to the New York City cost of living. Mm -hmm. like 
So I actually made decent money when I was active. Okay. Uh, yeah. When I was inactive, I worked whatever job I, you know, and I and I stuck to my once a month duties. Yeah. But when I was active, uh, you know, make a decent dollar. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so hearing a thousand bucks, I was like, oh great. Uh, I get this trailer. I forget. I, I didn't even do anything to uh, with this company, so I don't even have a fuel card. <laughs> so. That's where I learned about EFS. They send me an EFS, I fill up the truck, and I would roll. Deadhead to Alabama, I get the trailer to North Carolina. From North Carolina, I just bobtailed home to okay. New York. Okay. So imagine, I pretty much spent the entire trip on fuel. That's right? great. Yeah. Thousand bucks. And so, uh, of course, when I see my first statement, uh, it's like, <laughs> Uh, cargo insurance, this, yeah. this, this. Uh, it's, so it's a negative week, uh -huh. right? And again, no, no panic. I figured, okay, well that makes sense. I didn't do it. I didn't do anything, right? Um, long story short, that same thing played out for two more weeks because I'm using this free load board. And I'm mm -hmm. taking loads from like New York to Connecticut, you know, uh, 80 miles or 120 miles for $600. Mm -hmm. And again, me, me seeing $600, I'm thinking, well, that must be what everybody's doing. $600 to go, you know, three hours, right? Mm -hmm. It made sense to me because mm -hmm. as a former, you know, I had driven as a chauffeur, I thought, well, yeah, 600 bucks for the day, that's great. Mm -hmm. So I would deliver that load in Connecticut and then deadhead home, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and I did this like for two weeks wow. in the beginning thinking, I'm looking at the math, I'm like, okay, 600 on this load, 700 on this load, yeah. 400 on this load, and I'm like, I'm leaving the house at 6 in the morning, I'm back home by 3 p.m., I'm like, <laughs> I'm winning, you know, I'm doing this, and uh, yeah, man, and those negative statements just kept coming, you know, about the toll and the fuel alone, New York, forget about it, man, like, I was killing myself without even realizing it. So what moment made you realize, like, wait, this is wrong? <sighs> not how it's supposed to go and how did you move forward with it i was at a truck stop <laughs> in new jersey and an owner operator this guy had like a really nice truck a nice uh, peterbilt um and we got to talking and so he's like hey man i've been independent for like 20 years and uh he casually said to me he said well you can this is you know 2018 you're clearing at least 3,000 a week, right? And so again, just, this is just my ignorance at the time when he said clearing, I took that as gross, right? I'm like, yeah, making all well over 3,000, you know, right? You know, yeah, of course. And he's like, yeah, man, because with my mortgage and my this and my this, and he says my bills alone are, are costing whatever he said, 5,000. And in that moment, it hit me. I'm like, oh, wow, this guy gets Clearing, he's netting over three thousand a week, and I said to him, I opened up my load board and I said, "Man, where are you finding those loads? Like, look at this." And and he just like he he almost like looked at me like he, he wanted to like slap me for <laughs> wasting his time in conversation. And uh, he's, he's he shows me DAT for the first time, mm -hmm. right? And he's like, you need to call these people right now, man. You're out here driving around like you're crazy. Like, what are you doing? You know, and uh, and then I also, on top of that, the same facility that I had just delivered at, um, 
I wound up finding a load from DAT that was paying three times the amount. So that's when I started learning uh, right then and there through this gentleman um, who, you know, you look in DAT, you're paying for the load board, right? So you start to see rates that make sense, they're more respectable, you understand now the relationships between broker and, and carrier, right? When you're on that free load board, that's like the last resort place that where they just throw it on there, like if you're dumb enough to take this, have it. <laughs> and that was me for two or three weeks. Yeah. But, uh, but that changed everything. Once I saw his load board when he, where he was logged in, I got my membership that day and I was rolling. After that, until you know, until I wasn't, but I was rolling, you know, yeah, for sure. This was end of 2018, uh, August, August 2018. Yes, yeah. was the market was the market was starting to crash? Mm, uh, I don't think it was starting to crash. Um, 2019 was bad. 2019. 20, yeah, so 20, but 2018 uh, summer, I, I, so was, like a I was still doing all right, and, and then I did the next best thing. I got off the open market and signed on with uh, a company out of New Jersey that had dedicated freight. And believe me, at that point, now I was clearing what you should clear uh, when you buy a truck, you know? Um, and and I also learned right around this time, Thanksgiving, their business completely cut in half. And so were the earnings. So, you know, I, um, yeah, they, were, they were a beer hauler primarily. Uh, they also hauled from the port, so they had port work uh, from the port to the yard, uh, and then from the yard, New Jersey to Long Island, round trip, you do a couple of those trips overnight hours you're making like, you know, daily $800. Uh, and you, you know, Monday through Friday, you're clearing your, your netting after your expenses. Yeah, yeah, easily. Yeah, and, and that was, in that moment, I thought, oh my God, on my way to my first million, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna just do this forever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's so ironic we're discussing this now because leading up to uh, Thanksgiving, they sent out this email that's like, basically they're almost announcing what a great year we had. Ah. And like, the year is over. <laughs> <laughs> see you next season. Yeah. I get back to the yard, I see other owner operators walking around, like hugging each other, shaking hands, and, uh -huh. fist bumping and all that. And in my mind, I'm like, well, I just started like, you know, three weeks ago, what's going on? And this uh -huh. guy was like, hey man, uh, you know, we, we killed it. We, we, we cleared the holiday rush early. And uh, you know, well, yeah, we'll be, we'll hit it hard again. We'll be back in April. Okay. And so they, the company didn't close, of course, but the volume went like literally, it was just gone. I so I showed up for work that next Monday. Instead of three runs in the day, one run. Okay. And then sit and wait, and maybe a second run up for like a third of the price, going like eight miles up the road. So that it, it all of a sudden it became like instantly. Uh, a gig where you're running back and forth for seven, eight hours and making great money uh, to a gig where you come in and you idle for hours. How did you find this job? Craigslist. Really? Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you search Craigslist as a geographic. You literally search for New Jersey. I, I searched for greater, greater New York. I, 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 yes, yeah. Uh, and, but, uh, but funny thing is, 
Um, and I got right back to an OTR position mm -hmm. first week of December. And that's what brought me to Chicago mm -hmm. for the first time. Yeah. Wow. It was uh, searching Craigslist for OTR job and it, it blew me away. I think it said uh, owner operators, um, minimum 250K per year. And I saw that and I was like, oh, back in business. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to deadhead to Chicago, you know, with all wow. the losses I already took, like wow. deadheading here and there. I was like, man, I'm ready to go right now. Uh, and when I called them, they happened to have an Amazon account. Mm. And so they were like, oh, you know, where are you out of? I said, I am in New York, I'm in New York City. They said, oh, look, we have a pickup uh, 120 miles away in Pennsylvania, uh, but it's delivering in Wisconsin next day. Can you get to, you know, can you get down there by tonight? And I was like, yeah, I can get down there. And literally hopped in the truck and just boom, went to Pennsylvania, you know, Amazon, sometimes it loads early, so I picked it up right away, power load, and phew. Right across, man. I was in Wisconsin, you know, night after, and then, you know, I think it was like a Thursday to Monday deal. So, like, mm -hmm. I was in the company's office by Monday morning, mm -hmm. and I'm telling you, I was back in business, man. You know, that late 2018 market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, is that $250,000, is that what inspired your move to Chicago? For sure. For sure. <laughs> because in, on the East Coast, no one was posting anything like uh, they were still at that time, the companies were still more speaking the language of, you know, 1800 to 2300 per week. Mm -hmm. Everyone was focused on the week, the week, the week. Mm -hmm. And there's something that just caught, that just caught my eye about reading the number annually, mm -hmm. you know, because I think the experience I had with that carrier in New Jersey they couldn't say what the price would be per week because it literally gets cut to a third of itself. And so when I did the math, I'm like, man, it's really good if you're here summertime mm -hmm. until Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's hell if you're here from Thanksgiving till spring. Mm -hmm. So when I saw numbers annually, I'm like, okay, to me that said consistency. It just said, this is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So I came out here and, you know, and again, mm -hmm. uh, with, the, with the Amazon, um, it was actually much better than I thought, you know, uh, just because it was like ping pong ball bouncing around. Since then, it's got oversaturated, yeah. you know. Uh, so again, something else that I, I came right on time to the party, maybe a little late. Uh, but within a month of running that Amazon, that truck I had, mm -hmm. okay. and uh, so that's why I ran into my next uh, obstacle. I had like an $8,000 uh, invoice. Mm at uh, MNK here in Alsa, you know? And um, so, yeah, it's funny when I, when I drive by there now, I'm like, man, that's the first shop, that was the first terrible moment I ever had in Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, was, was my, I'm there to pick up a damn Amazon load. Uh -huh. I'm sitting at Amazon, and while I'm idling, my truck derated, mm -hmm. and I couldn't do anything, you know? And uh, road service came, they couldn't do anything. And so there it was. So, but the company conveniently had a truck sitting ready for me to lease. Okay. So I, I dropped the truck off, Ubered over there, still made my load, and everything was beautiful except for the fact that, you know, now I'm draining a thousand bucks a week for their truck. Yeah. My truck that I initially had, which was 1200 a week, uh -huh. 
I had paid off a couple of things uh, that were built into their lease, so I was down to paying like 700 a week for that truck. Okay. So when that problem arose, I just didn't have the 8K liquid, you know? So I was like, okay, let's put it in the shop. Because it was a walkaway lease, I negotiated with the company, you know, come get your truck. They didn't want that. Mm -hmm. They offered to pay like 30% of the, of the invoice. Mm -hmm. And we shook hands verbally over the phone. Okay. New Year, Christmas, New Year's, it's been over a month of trucks in the shop. I come back on the road after New Year's. M&K, the bill goes from eight to 16. Yeah. I called the company in Mississippi, I said, come get your truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like 30%, 50%, 70%, I'm not paying 16,000, yeah. right? So, uh, so I wound up just staying in that lease truck um, for 2019, the duration. And um, it was, Early 2020, right before the world, you know, went crazy, right, with madness and virus, um, I got my second truck. Mm -hmm. And uh, this time, um, yeah, that, that truck was, uh, um, it was about 20,000. It was a 2015 International uh, with about, you know, 500 plus miles, okay. 1,000 miles. But it was only 20 grand. Okay. Uh, because of the engine type. I didn't realize like these engines were uh, okay. bad, yeah. you know. Uh, but I bought that truck and I ran it. In cash? And, uh, no, not cash, uh, you know, but I, I had a couple thousand down okay. for sure, a few thousand, yeah. And um, so the, the monthly payment on that must have been like 300 bucks? Uh, yeah, it was six and, 600 and change. Over, okay. Yeah, it, it was a 600 and change. I see, I see. It was almost like a car payment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, um, and yeah, I mean, I drove that truck uh, until I pretty much got tired of driving it. <laughs> uh, that truck never broke down. Uh, if you know how twenty twenty was, yes, people had money, uh -huh. right? So I would post. <laughs> excuse me, I would post a truck uh, just to see if anybody and people were just offering me. 30,000, 40,000 left and right. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, keep driving. You yeah. know, I figured, like, this is trucking, I'll drive it, and someone will still give me 40,000 next year. Yeah. And sure enough, that didn't happen. Right. right you know, yeah. So. Speaking you know. of which, so you got your second truck right before yeah. the virus happened. Yeah. So, what was that like, you know, being a driver a couple years in and then having this whole pandemic? What was that like? for you and your family, having to still be on the road. Just yeah. take us through that. Initially, um, to be honest, the safest place I felt was in the truck, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, by myself. In fact, around that same time, Pilot released mobile fueling. And that was the first time that I activated the mobile fueling on my phone. So now I can pull up to a Pilot and it reads my location and I'm mobile fueling. So just to kind of highlight where I was mentally, I just didn't want to be around people, right? Yeah. And I also, you know, because of how serious things were, I knew a couple of people personally early in 2020 uh, who were sick and, and, and a couple others who did lose their life. Mm. And uh, so I was just like, in a weird place, like, oh man, I'm, I'm out here, I'm bouncing around from California to Arkansas, to Wisconsin, to Florida, back to Colorado, so like, 
I'm going across the whole country, but I'm essentially isolated, mm -hmm. right? So uh, the only time I have to really even come somewhat close to a person is inside of a truck stop or uh, you know a grocery store, or whatever. Uh, but you know, I, I would say that it, it wasn't harder on my family. Um, it was maybe the job itself was better because there was no traffic on the road. <laughs> uh, we spent more hours on the phone because now the kids are home. Yeah. So, you know, FaceTime became a yeah. staple. Like I had to get a good dash mount and I would like have FaceTime on and just drive for hours, you know. So I kind of was like more connected even with my children. I mean, my son wasn't in school yet, my daughter. Her being home all day, every day. So it's like, you know, so it was kind of like, um, interesting in that way that it brought us closer and then I, I started talking to people that I hadn't talked to for years right because this thing is just going on in the world so you get back to like what you know I guess yeah so I don't know I mean I know a lot of people didn't have such a great experience but um, 2020 for me in particular was a really uh, calm and, and like decent year yeah. you know all things considered um, but I really you know Going back home to New Jersey at the time, um, once I think May, around the middle of May, they started opening the parks and whatnot. So yeah, I would literally bring the truck home and just go to the beach, you know. And again, the crowds were like non-existent. Yeah. So I, it, it was interesting, you know, uh, <laughs> to think about what life would be like, uh, you know, after Armageddon, mm -hmm. so to speak. That's kind of what I would describe the road. It was like empty. Yeah. You blow by a state trooper and he's, he, he only has his eyes focused on you for so long that you can actually wave to the guy when you're driving past, you know. Yeah. No cars on the road, and, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, no speeding tickets at that time either. Ooh, <laughs> and you said <laughs> that Pilot, during that time, they had just created the mobile yeah. view app. So speaking of, like, you know, tech with mm -hmm. trucking, yeah. what's sort of your opinion on that? Like, now you have... AI that's incorporated with trucking, you have auto trucks, etc. So like, what's your opinion on the whole integration of technology and the supply chain? It's necessary. Mm -hmm. It is very necessary. Um, I think from a, from a safety perspective, uh, that's probably the first place I could say that we started to see technology in the truck mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, the lane, uh, lane assist. You, you like that? Uh, I don't, okay. for me, okay. I don't like but, but it. You like it for a while. But I do <laughs> it's, it's really good technology okay. for a new driver. Yeah. You know, and if, you, if you come into trucking with that technology yeah. and you can get used to driving that way, it, it may, you know, it will save you heartache, headache, or your life, yeah. you know. Uh, so, you know, um, of course you have the technology. The one I used, I used to like when you're in cruise control and, uh, and, and the... They have the detection where they can tell like if the, the, the vehicle in front of you is doing 62 and you're doing 65, it'll lower your speed. Again, for me, I don't like it, I don't like it. <laughs> but it's very good technology. Yeah. So, and, and I like technology to work with, uh, you know, with, with human. Mm. I like human input and human thought and human influence yeah. to work together with technology. Uh, and, and also, I like technology that literally enhances uh, whatever the human process is. 
So, and I know that's generally, that is literally the basis of it, but it, sometimes things feel, I guess the, the thought of it is, people generally, we don't want AI to replace us fully. Uh, in our processes, we want to be able to keep our duties, right, and our assignments, and we want to still feel like our input is there. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, but I've come to, to realize that in this industry right now, um, especially when, you, when you're talking about dispatching, when you're talking about safety, or, um, you know, kind of understanding how to run your truck, uh, obviously, technology is necessary uh, for that to be optimized. You said, uh, okay, so why do you not like it? Because it beeps when you know, when you know it's funny. Yeah, it's it just like frustrating. It's, it's, uh, it's more of an annoyance because sometimes, again, with, with AI, it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in my lane and someone else came over in their lane, so now oh. I have to get over in mine. <laughs> oh, and and now this thing is like, and you're in the middle of, you know, one of your good songs, uh, you know, jamming, just driving, you know, attentive, right? right? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, just the, the sound that it makes, it cuts your radio. Uh, or with the front one, you know, you're cruising just fine, but it's like ice or debris on your uh, radar, and it just like literally like jams your truck. And, yeah. So, not a huge fan of those things, you know. But uh, and I, I don't know that they've ever caused an accident, but it felt like it, it could, could yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, that's the only thing. It's, but it, it works, obviously, so. What's your goal later? Build home on a fleet? Or what, what, what are you hoping to achieve? So when we fast forward to today, yeah. uh, with the week that I had recently, Right, you mentioned I have two trucks, yeah. all right? Well, one, uh, I had to uh, say goodbye to the driver and the other truck was in the shop simultaneously. Mm. And I got a snapshot real quick, <laughs> a reminder of how fragile all this is yes. and how, how dedicated to growth you have to be uh, to, in order to be successful and to, and to really to build yourself up financially, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I realized that one truck is good, uh, two trucks is dangerous. Uh, so that tells me right away that I need three. <laughs> so I think when you, when you talk about um, my end game, uh, you know, as much as I hate to say it, I, I think the only thing to do is to grow. Mm. Like I want five more right now, <laughs> really, <laughs> you know? It, that's the, I think that's the only, the only way to go. How many total? Three years, five years, uh, ten years. No. Like, uh, do you want to chill at ten, or do you want to chill at fifty? Or I, I would like it. To, <laughs> I would like it to be small enough for me to be able to know what's going on at okay. all times. So depends on my capacity. Thirty. Mm. Forty. Man, that, that's, it, that's getting rough. Okay. I would love to do it. I would okay. love to do it. Yeah. Uh, but I also understand that you, 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 you're talking team at that point. You need a team. Right, um, and AI can be a part of that team, but you need people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I think for me, a realistic goal is within a year. Uh, I want to be standing, sitting here a year from now with, uh, you know, maybe ten. Okay. You know, yeah. uh, and and from there we'll see. Okay. We'll see. You don't want a team because 
Uh, You're a control no. freak? No, no, I just don't know what to allocate just yet. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's too much to allocate, and I don't know what is uh, not enough. That's so, easy to figure out. Well, maybe so. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll I think you're just. I, with your I, help, I don't know. For me, yeah, I, I, you're just anxious. There, before, prior to this week, I was actually scared, to be honest. And yeah. you know the saying, but right? It's, it's false. scared money it's doesn't false. make money. It's false. Scare. I mean, that's for sure. It's not a. I mean, I, there, that's not really a concern. <laughs> The, the way I looked at it was, uh, you know, again, with two trucks, mm -hmm. I thought to myself, okay, one will supplement the other. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, you know, what I didn't Both realize is with, with the two of those being the 100%, um, it only takes two incidences for 100% of my yeah. entity to yeah. be inactive. Yeah. So you need to increase that number, right? For a lot of reasons, it, it helps across the board. So. Uh, you figure now with 10, right, if two trucks are down that week, okay, 80% of your entity is operating. And that's how I'm looking at it now. So uh, that's why I think a, a good, safe number for me to manage independently uh, with minimal help is 10. <laughs> yeah. Now, what piece of advice would you give to um, a new driver or maybe somebody that's thinking about getting their CDL, yeah. don't know what to do? What would you say to them? First and foremost, um, master, if you are a driver, master driving uh, first, right? Just understand and know fully that you are uh, able to operate this truck. Um, if your goal is to become an owner uh, and have multiple trucks and hire people, uh, know what you're doing so that you can know, uh, you know, always know what you're talking about. You understand the, the experience fully. You're a driver through and through because other drivers, I believe, gravitate. Uh, buying a truck, right? Know where you're gonna get your freight, how you're gonna get your freight, know the lanes you wanna run, and, uh, and, and also get down to it, uh, you know, in detail with the numbers too. Like, know how much you're gonna, you're gonna spend in fuel. And these are all things you can learn as a rookie driver driving for a mega carrier. Right, you swipe the fuel card. They're paying, but you're swiping the card. You know how much the fuel costs. You know how much the tolls are. Uh, you see, you know the the areas that you primarily drive. If you're a regional or over the road, so I would say just understand that all of that information is going to make or break you if you're looking to own equipment and, and or even run equipment or lease equipment, whatever you're looking to do. Um, but, Very good but, advice. Yeah, that's, that's a good doubt. question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. What was you said was I guess a change topic. What was your best week? You said you had some twenty k gross weeks, twenty five k. What uh, was the best? That so the, was the absolute best week. Um, I wasn't uh, driving, of course, uh, in this situation. Oh, okay. um, for me, I mean, you know, if anyone you know me, I um, had a habit of. Um, not doing the most, but trying to make the most while doing what I want to do, in a sense, right? So, but my best gross was probably somewhere around 14,000, okay. uh, which, again, there have been many drivers in the independent contractor world that- um, they'll, they'll say you know, that's very low. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, right, you know? And so uh, the highest gross I've, I've ever seen was uh, 
2021, this time of the year. Um, and this particular individual um, did not go home for Thanksgiving, right? So he ran, uh, let's say the Monday up till Thanksgiving day, Thursday, maybe he had a Wednesday delivering Friday and then kept running. Um, he grossed in that week $29,000. That's, that's what we were chatting about earlier. Yeah. Right before and after Thanksgiving. There's some There's some. That spice. is true. I, I witnessed it, you know. And, uh, you know, God willing, we'll have, we'll have that spike yeah. <laughs> right now. Uh, but, yeah, that's the most I've ever seen. Was one, that, was one that 2021? 2021. Yeah, 2021 November. Okay. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it may have been... Uh, uh, an eight-day gross, mm. but it was wow. do, you know, still, do you know what he was hauling? Uh, well, to be frank, ninety uh, percent of those loads were actually Amazon freight. Mm. Okay. So, so what's like Amazon's Black Friday? Amazon went crazy. Black Friday, or is that <laughs> something? Yeah. Something. What you know, I, I would imagine based on the demand. Yeah. I don't know that we'll see those kinds of numbers again. Mm. But he had some loads that were $7 a mile, some loads that were $18 a mile. And then, uh, you know, imagine a 600-mile load paying $18 a mile. I mean, it, it's unthinkable. I don't, yeah. like, I don't think it's going to happen again with Amazon. Because yeah. Relay was a new platform. To, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just couldn't believe it. And, and, then, and he wasn't the only one. There were other... During that same week, there were other drivers hauling the same freight that still did 14, 16... You know, so uh, it was a great week uh, in general. Yeah, like making twenty nine thousand dollars in eight days. I mean, yeah. what what goes through your mind? Like, how do you handle that? Pay all your debts. <laughs> That's how you handle. Is that, is that what you did? <laughs> yeah, and you pay all your debts. Uh, at that uh, to date, at that time. That's yeah. great. Okay. And we've got newly acquired debts now, <laughs> as always. <laughs> right. uh, but pay your debts. Pay your debts. Um, yeah. yeah, and and. And the, the thought kind of came in that moment too, like, oh my goodness, like, do you take this and, and buy another truck? It's like, and the, the driver, it's like, man, thank you for not going home, you know? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, think, you think you should not take money and buy another truck before paying off your debt? Now I would buy another truck. It would. I, think, I think that's Now I would, do. believe me. You gotta keep grinding, just keep buying trucks. Everyone from uh, lawyers uh, to people who uh, live in, uh, in finance, uh, everyone advises typically against paying debts, especially when they're old debts, yeah. right? Uh, and, and it took me a long time. Because you're getting a loop. You just only you work and pay off that and right. work and pay off that. You're right. stuck. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, so there's no growth. I mean, yeah. there, you can also get in a lot of trouble if you just take on a bunch yeah. of that as well. No, for sure, yeah, for I mean, sure. You gotta, be, for you sure. gotta be smart about it. I mean, you're experiencing I, them now. Yeah, for sure. I, I think, you know, negotiating those old debts is one thing, uh, but but keeping your eyes downfield and moving forward, you have to do it that way. So yeah. I would certainly buy another truck uh, given that opportunity. Now, what's the most bizarre thing or funniest thing that has happened on the road? Oh man, well, uh, I don't know, aside from uh, lot lizards uh, knocking on your door, uh, my first uh, trainer is uh, you know, a Jamaican guy, and uh, I, I recall, uh, you know, I'm sleeping in the top bunk, and you know, two in the morning, you hear the voice, 
you need some company tonight? <laughs> you know, and uh, that was the day I learned that uh, a lot of owner operators out there are uh, carrying uh, firearms, right? So, uh, he, you know, I hear him grab something and he peel the curtain back and back up from the truck, <laughs> just like that, you know? Uh, but stuff like that, but I would say the most bizarre thing that's actually happened to me in, in trucking uh, is buying a truck for $5,800 cash and uh, that was the best sleeping yeah. sleeping at a truck stop. What's uh, this is yeah. the truck. Yeah, this is, this is the current truck that that's, I have. That was the best truck. Yeah, yeah. Ben bought a truck for $5,800 yeah. and it hasn't broken down yet. No, I did just replace it. And it's running like 4,000 miles a Yeah, I did just replace the ETR valve. Okay. So after, you know, uh, whatever, eight months, uh, something something happened, right? 2,500. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, you know, you buy that truck. Uh, I drove it myself uh, for the first uh, couple of months, but two weeks in, I park at a truck stop. I go to a baseball game. I come back, go to sleep. Two in the morning, the truck is rocking, you know? <laughs> and I get up and I see the driver of another truck backed into my driver's side. Well, it wasn't the worst uh, yeah. incident. And she's trying to leave the freaking uh, gas station, uh, the, 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 the truck stop. So I jump out the truck, hey, you hit me. <laughs> and long story short, uh, when the claim comes in, uh, I, I got uh, twice the price of my truck. And yeah, and fixed the truck uh, minimally, and again, paid some debts. For the next truck you buy, how would you go about getting a good deal like you did last time? Specifically, uh, I think I would look for um, drivers who don't mind driving older trucks first. Oh, and okay. once I've identified that, I will gladly just go and, and look for another cheap truck. On marketplace or any an auction, but not any cheap truck. Like how specifically, you... like I have a D12 engine in uh. this truck, uh, which is before the iShift D13. So it's a very you have to know the engine type. Engine type. So D12s are. Yeah, those are horses. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In 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 every country, wherever they're running, okay. uh, they'll one, two, three, four million miles. So those they run. Okay. So my truck's a little bit under two, 2 million miles now. Um, you know, I got it at like 1.45, whatever. So but the same original engine? Original, yeah. Okay. It, it hasn't even been over overhauled yet. Dev system? No dev. Okay. It, it's, a, it's a 2007 truck, so okay. uh, pre-dev. Pre yeah. yeah, no doubt. And then, I guess not just the engine could go wrong, so you check the chassis and Oh, of course. Yeah. How do you check that? Like, well, when I took the truck, I immediately went to a shop. Oh, okay. right. And, and so get under the truck. I see, I see. Uh, I'm not a mechanic, but I mean, I can look and see. You can feel like those basic things, right? Like when you turn the wheel, you don't hear the, you know, so you know the leaf springs are good. I mean, these are telltale signs like, oh, okay, well, uh, this person either really had good luck for 15 years or the leaf springs are, are newer, right? Um, there's no leaking from the wheel seals or the hubs, so okay, well, I, I can hold air pressure, I, I, you know, I can hold oil. Mm -hmm. There's no oil dripping on the floor. Uh, once you've identified those things mm -hmm. and you don't see like the truck is leaning, nothing glaring, mm -hmm. you have no reason to not believe that this is a horse. Mm -hmm. and, and then from that point, 
the same maintenance that you need on a newer truck, you need on an older truck at that point. You know, I believe that you can spend the same money per year on a 15 year old truck and a truck that just came off the, uh, the line yesterday. Um, you know, obviously with a newer truck you have warranties, which that's a different thing, you know. But um, just, just speaking about um, what could go wrong, anything can go wrong. So, um, yeah, for me personally, it's my strategy. Um, when you don't have a large bank um, and you know, you're not interested in acquiring uh, loans uh, yeah. to some degree, you can you know, try to get yourself some cheaper trucks. And on the flip side, have a contingency plan, right? Your truck breaks down, if you're signed onto a carrier, um, you know, be upfront with that driver or, and the company. Hey, my truck goes down, don't worry, I'll let it sit and we'll lease one of your trucks. And, and that's kind of how I, I like to do business as well. Awesome. Well, I think you told us a lot of great things. Yeah. I think we truckers have a lot of information that they can use as well. So, no doubt. yeah, that wraps up our first episode from Stories from the Road with Spotter. I'm Tavi. And make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and stay tuned for more episodes. I think that was good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>